You're listening to Extra Takes, hosted by Northland Church lead pastor, Dr. Joshua Laxton. Tune in each week as Pastor Josh reveals the rest of the story behind his sermons. We'll discuss how those who follow Christ can live out a biblical vision for the church in the world today. Well, hello, Northland family and friends. Welcome to another episode of Extra Takes. My name is Matt Shiles, and I am joined by Pastor Josh. How's it going? Matt, it's great to see you. It is going well. I still am tired from the weekend. So I did have, you know, everybody had the day off yesterday. We gave the staff the day off. Now, whether or not they took it, we couldn't force them to, but I think most people took the day off and I was able to play golf, and that's really good and relaxing for me, but it wasn't restful. Sure. And so so that's why I'm still still lingering in Great. my recovery. So recording this on Tuesday, so we had Monday as a day off. And yeah, sometimes uh, days off can be uh, resting and relaxing, and other times you can go out and uh, spend four hours in the yeah. in the sun. Oh gosh, it was like six hours because it was a, it was a scramble. Okay, so a golf scramble where yeah you have a foursome and but then you're competing against a lot of others. And in this case, I mean, it was a very very full tournament where there was there were two teams on each hole. Oh yeah. So it, and it rained on and off too yesterday. It's, it it made for a very long day, but great company, but it wasn't as <laughs> as restful as yeah, as I probably needed it to be. So sure. therefore, yeah, that's where I'm like I'm still half tired and don't know if I will make sense today. But I'm here and I'm smiling. I'll be gracious to you. <laughs> yes. And, and I guess it wasn't as hot as it could have been. No, so no. It was, yeah, it, was, it was, I mean, in terms of the weather, uh, other than it raining. Now, now, it did feel like I was in the Windy City again. I mean, the wind blowing 15, 20, 25 miles an hour. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still playing golf and love it. And it is it is relaxing mm. for me. I it wouldn't say restful sure. in that sense. So, Well, this past weekend was Easter weekend. Man, yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, even Good Friday. I mean, we had a just a really great evening of contemplating the the darkness of the crucifixion. That it was the day that we killed God, or we thought we did, mm. and so is the day that Satan thought he won. Mm. And it was. I, I thought it was a very Re, you know, kind of re, reflecting, you know, a reflective moment on on the events surrounding the crucifixion. Mm. Well, yeah. Since you brought that up, that will be my my first question to start with with Good Friday. But um, as a reminder, we started a, a new series called All Things New, and this was a yeah. a, a new thing. Was the Easter services, and we were in Isaiah forty three nineteen, and this was April 9th. 8th and 9th, and the main point for the Easter services was you need a new you. Mm. But before we get there, I, I do want to dig into that question about Good Friday because um, you, had, you had mentioned we need to feel the heaviness of Friday. We cannot get to the party unless we encounter the funeral. So why can't we just skip the funeral? Yeah, we need to, we, we need to really feel... And since what what we done and mm. and what Jesus did, mm. and so he took our place willingly, mm. like it wasn't something he had to do. Now the, the Father wanted him to do it, mm. uh, but but he that's why they call it grace and mercy. This is something that he showed us and withheld from us, mm. based upon his love for us. Uh, but to really f- feel the 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 truth behind mm. all of that of and that's why I walked through all of the and there probably were a lot more things that I could have said, but just really looking through it that fans turned to enemies and those who followed betrayed him, those who really believed in him like Peter, you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God denied him and 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 then you just really looking all like listen that and that's why I even said like there's residue from that day 
left over even now. And mm. so let, let's 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 feel that. Yeah. And let let's not move on to the party and not experience the funeral. Yeah. And, and the heaviness of of the funeral. Yeah. So. And I think we're only seeing part of the picture when we just celebrate Jesus coming out of the tomb without recognizing what put him in the tomb. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Well, that's where, like, unless you really feel the heaviness of Friday, you really don't understand the celebration of Sunday. Yeah. And and I think that's We don't part- want to force it. We don't want to force that celebration. No. And that, well, and I hope, you, you know, that's part of why I do want it to be more of party-like type of atmosphere on Sunday because on Friday, and if you were here, it wasn't a party. It was, you know, there there was no clapping. I didn't make any jokes, and it was very intentional. I, mm. I wasn't lighthearted like my. It was heavy. Like yeah. here, let me let, let me just be very raw, upfront, in our face. Uh, we even sat in physical darkness for uh, a few minutes, just to, and it kept getting darker after each point because yeah. again, we wanted to sit like. It was not all sunshine and rainbows that we nailed. And see, that's part of where when you look at theology, you have God's sovereignty also working with human uh, responsibility. And so, yes, we hold the responsibility of nailing Jesus to the cross, but in God's divine sovereignty, he sent Jesus to be the lamb that was going to be slaughtered. Mm. So his sovereignty, knowing what would happen, knowing what needed to happen, worked with what he knew humans would do. And so divine sovereignty working with human responsibility to bring about crucifixion. Mm. And so, like, let's sit in that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then again, that's why I'm always very, uh, you know, and you know, just jovial, happy. Let's celebrate the resurrection. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, there's a, there's an element too mm-hmm. in in the preaching on Easter where not everybody has experienced the resurrection. Yeah. And I'm pleading with people. Like it, like you need a new you, and the only yeah. way you can get a new you is through Jesus's res- death and resurrection. Yeah, and like and so uh, there's a part obviously where it's serious. Like I'm, like I'm, you know, preaching to I'm black and blue in the face, <laughs> you know, because I'm I'm yeah. wanting people to experience the resurrection. It's like that good, and you need it. So uh, so so there there's a mixture of dynamics there of celebration for those who are in Christ. But it's also a mixture of the, this encouragement and, and this need that you, you need it if you haven't experienced it. Mm. So, Yeah, it is interesting to think about the dynamics of, of those in the sanctuary and the differences of where everybody is at. And some can truly experience a celebration and some can't yeah. in, in varying levels. Yeah. So you preached on Good Friday, you preached – a fair amount or some of it in darkness. Yeah. Have you ever done that before? How was that? No, no, but yeah, I mean, it's good. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to look at me. (laughs) It's like a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just in complete (laughs) utter, hear your silky smooth voice. Yeah. (laughs) Silky smooth. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. Uh, But no, it was, it was great. I mean, to, to be able to, to talk and, and really pay attention to the words and not the movement. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's great. So, so let's move forward to uh, to Easter. That this um, scripture was Isaiah forty three nineteen, and it was I I am doing a new thing. And as I was reflecting on this, um, I have a bit of a a story to share that yeah. from the pastor search process. Okay, um, you might remember this. I I can't recall if if Ladonna shared this specific story in every interview or most of them, but. But so LaDonna Allman, her and JT have been at Northland for over 40 years. And and part of the first interview was um, for all of us to kind of introduce ourselves, who we were, how we were involved in Northland. And then and then LaDonna uh, would end with her part and then also a little bit of the history of mm-hmm. Northland. And she would tell this story about, um, even before Pastor Joel was here, about some some just a, a tumultuous time with Northland, and there was this there was a scripture, and this this was the scripture, the Isaiah forty three, that really comforted them, mm-hmm. and and they felt God calling them to stay at Northland because of this scripture. Mm. 
in the very next weekend, one of the one of the co-pastors used that same scripture to say, "Hey, God's actually calling me to ministry in D.C." Mm-hmm. And then months later, God called Pastor Joel, and in one of his first weekends preaching, he said, "God would wake me up at night, and this was the scripture. I'm doing a new thing that called me hmm. to Northland." So this idea that God could call, uh, use the same scripture to call some away from the church, some to stay at a church, and some to come to church is really, really um, impactful. So um, something that I wanted to share. Did she share that in one of the interviews? I can't. I can't remember. Okay, yeah, maybe not. Remember, yeah. um, but it was something that, that we got to hear multiple times, and it became um, it became just woven in the fabric of of um, of their story and right. Northland's story. Mm. Um, so it's a, amazing to see how how Scripture, um, depending on the time and circumstance in your life, is living yeah. and can um, yeah. speak to different people in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with Isaiah 43, 19, and like I've, I've actually preached on that passage before. And anytime I preach a passage that I've, I've preached before, I always want to make it new and fresh and, mm. and definitely reworked it um, so much where it's probably a little unrecognizable. However, mm. you know, I've, I've wanted to really stay true. Well, I always want to stay true to the text. And so that the idea of a new thing is and that's why like it, it's fine to apply it personally and you know and even in these cases but if you if we really want to um, apply the context it really is to the new covenant yeah that he's getting re- like they needed him to do a new thing yeah and if God did not move to do a new thing they would actually be in dire dire trouble yeah and so that, that that's something I want to make sure that when it comes to Isaiah 4 you know kind of 43 and this idea of new thing where I mean I've heard people preach on it like God wants to do a new thing in you and and apply it to job well that that's not you know yeah. again like I think that could be an application of you know maybe you're in the season where you do need God to do kind of a fresh mm-hmm. you know thing and you need a clean slate and fresh start and you know vocationally or geog- I mean I, I get that but if we just want to be true to the text, yeah. you, you know, this new thing is this new covenant mm. that he's pointing to that they they actually needed him to do, and we actually see it in Ezekiel and uh, Jeremiah where this this you know new thing is given other descriptions of mm. you know uh, he he's going to give you a new spirit, and a mm. new covenant, you know, all all of this this stuff, but it's really pointing to this new thing that was desperately needed. For Israel, which is again the poster child for the human race. Oh, I love that! It's yeah. a great point for us to be mindful of of teaching that can get into this prosperity gospel idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just yeah. I mean, and and, and so, yeah, some prosperity gospel. You know, some. And this is where I, I really try to. I, I don't do it perfectly um, as much as – I mean, I really strive to, but so that's where I'm like, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm still growing. But if you look at even this passage, all right, so I, 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 there, was, there was a hesitancy of making the main point, you need a new you. Yeah. But I started out, though, with the application, does that make you know? So, because in some sense, forty three nineteen isn't saying Matt Shiles, you need a new you, you know. Yeah. So, so that's but, but taking into the mm. context that you know, I chose to apply it individually, mm-hmm. but that's why I kept on you know referencing throughout. You need a new you. I need a new me. We need a new us. Sure. Because ultimately, it's like yes, Israel, you needed a new us which you take it all the way down, you need a new you. Um, and so, and the new you is part of the new us. Mm. And so ultimately, this new covenant that yeah. that God did make available through Jesus' death and resurrection, it begins with the new you who is incorporated into the new us, mm. which is his people, his church. So so, I, so I, I knew where I was going, so I didn't feel as bad as starting out with you need a new you, but I felt yeah. like pe- I could hold people's attention that way of, Letting them apply it to themselves throughout, like you need a new you. So why do I need it? You know, all and and so answering the, those questions in a logical fashion. Yeah. So I think that's a great example of uh, how you contextual 
to te- contextualize the gospel to today's, today's society, yeah. um, it can feel very much like new year, new you, right? But you you so much spoke against the idea of just the falling into the self-help, oh, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting now that you say that, I, I see how that main point can feel very self-help, but the way it was delivered didn't come across that way. So yeah. it's it's great to hear about the uh, the way you wrestle with that and are really mindful of yeah. how it comes across to, you know, this is um, this is maybe the most diverse audience will will you know you'll have all yeah. all year, yeah. you know, Easter and Christmas in terms of um, where people land um, in terms of spirit spirituality. So um, being able to get their attention and um, and have it hit in a way that's personalized to them is always so yeah. important, you know? Yeah. Great. So um, so we went through four questions. Um, and the first question was, why do you need a new you? It's a great one to start with because you're telling us, hey, you need a new you. And well, why? <laughs> why, do, why do you think that? <laughs> and I think, I think a, a pretty... Natural response to that is, well, I'm, I'm not that bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially like, all right, and, and but and that's why I had felt like I needed to set set it up like a need versus a want. Mm. Is that like you, you you may want a new you like because again that's where we get into you know the self help like I yeah. you know I need a new lease on life or a new perspective or you know maybe physically you know I need a new me you know and so uh, but but that that's kind of where I'm wanting to really get at the fact and try to drill down on here's the true reason why you need mm. not just want you, you may want a you know kind of a newer version of you but no no you actually need a new brand spanking new yeah. you yeah. and um and that's part of where it was interesting you know as you read Isaiah 43 that <laughs> that he brings Adam into it you know and so your first father sinned and so I'm not the only one who goes back to Genesis. <laughs> Obviously, Isaiah does too. So um, you I'm, and Isaiah are buddies. Is yeah, that me what you're and saying? Isaiah. Yeah. Well, which Paul's going to go back to Adam too. And so Isaiah listen, and Paul. I'm in really yeah. great company. <laughs> uh, you know, when when I go back to Genesis. So, but and that's part of why I wanted to drill down on the consequences. Is that if you look at if you take all of these consequences personally, relationally, yeah. vocationally, culturally, and creationally, um, you, you know, I hope it does create that tension that okay, you 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 you're making a good point. Mm-hmm. Like okay, so again, even if you don't feel like you need it yet, you, you know, you've at least established a good point where. Listen, I'll, I'll contemplate what you've just said because, I, yes, I've, I've I've experienced shame and guilt. Maybe I'm still wrestling with it. Yeah, I, I experienced depression. I I you know experienced physical struggles. Like I, I have bouts with what you know just yeah. And so I'm sure again in, in a room that size, uh, you know, and even an online audience of the size that we had, I'm sure that they. Could could identify with something personally that mm. they struggled with that that may, maybe they have overcome or maybe they're currently in it and mm. then but when you start building it on like I mean just think about the statement like there are no perfect marriages yeah I mean so yeah. so that means if yeah. now if you say that you have a perfect marriage please write a book. I'd love to know what that you know perfect marriage looks like you know because I I promise you now now Joni and I we've gotten better we still have not become perfect and and so that that would just hopefully just show you right there and think about how many broken families that that people have people come from right I mean so and then if you think about just relationally all of the friction that we have with with people whether you know again they're their friends, neighbors, like I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can see how there there could be relational friction in HOA environments, oh, you, you know, homeowners oh, associations. Yeah. Like, I mean, so like I so, and then you start building, and then vocationally, I mean, when you start building all of this, okay, I hope people would at least just be intellectually honest and go, okay, I, I would agree that there is a problem. Yeah. All right. So, 
um, and at least wrestle with that tension, which is why we move to the second question. You know, who's going to bring about the new you that you need? And then that's where I I feel like, you know, you're bringing in Adam and you're bringing in what the human race has always tried to do. Yeah. Which is, okay, we would agree. So, again, follow the logic. We would agree that something's wrong with us individually. Something happens within our relationship. You know, so I I would hope, again, that we'll be intellectually honest. But then when you look at the history of mankind from from the very beginning when they fell to even the last 300 years because I brought up the Enlightenment. Yes, we try to improve things on our own. And I will give, and that's part of where, like, listen, I, I want to be intellectually honest, too. There's been a lot of improvement over the last 300 years, and there's been improvement that we can actually, you know, there, there are some self-improvement techniques that we can have uh, to help us uh, mentally, uh, help us physically, help us relate. Like, I, I want to be intellectually honest with that, but but then let's be intellectually honest, too. Mm. After we say that, yes, it has improved, has it perfected? Mm. Because, again, like, Mm. has it perfected? Has it made? Because what the the Enlightenment promised was a utopia where it it really would bring about this peace on earth Mm. and goodwill towards men. I mean, that's really what it promised. Mm. But if you look at the Enlightenment story, while it has improved the oldness, where increased life expectancy helped us deal with our junk better, and like it actually brought about a lot more junk that we didn't even know about, mm. or that just manifested it in a different way, like world wars. So, and the Enlightenment led to a number of world wars where the just in, just an immense amount of human mm. atrocity happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so we have to be intellectually honest with that. And that's why, you know, kind of when you summarize in all of our human efforts, it has not been able to bring about the newness, the new you, the new me, the new us that we actually really long for. And so, therefore, it really has served as bandages or medication mm. that, that has curbed the, the illness so you don't you don't see it as much, mm. and 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 so there is some symptoms that it has definitely dealt with. Mm. It has definitely stopped the bleeding, but that's where you know you bring out the well. You cannot cure what you have caused. And I was thinking about I was thinking about this too a little bit more. And since we live in Orlando, the Orlando area, think about some of the Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so think about Snow White. So she had um, she had eaten a poisonous apple that the witch had gave her, and she fell into a deep coma-like sleep. Could she wake up herself? Mm-mm. No, she couldn't. So take Sleeping Beauty. So similar storyline, Maleficent despises Aurora, plans to kill her on her 16th birthday, but only causes a deep permanent sleep to come over her. Now what can free Aurora from her deep sleep? Can, can she do it? Mm-mm. No, she she can't. And then you you know you have the beauty you have beauty and the beast. So this young prince is put under a spell because of his pride and arrogance and self-centeredness, and he's going to remain hideous until he can have someone break him of his cold, dark, and calloused heart. And so can can he break from his beastliness? Mm-hmm. No, somebody outside of him has. So so you just take the storylines mm-hmm. of three of our most well-known Disney stories, and they could not wake them up. They could not wake themselves up from their deep sleep or their hideous, hideousness. Mm-hmm. Something outside of them. So what they had caused or what had been caused on them, mm-hmm. they could not break. It had to come from true love. Mm. Had it come from either yeah, actually had to come from true love's kiss. And so when you think about what has happened to the human race and why we you know who do we call on to meet this need of a new new you? You have to call on someone outside of you because you are dead. That's what we talked about. You are dead in your trespasses and sin. You are functionally dead and the only way mm. to wake up from the deadness, the coma, the sinful coma that you are in is having true love's kiss God outside of you Mm. come and kiss you and to awaken you and so and that's what Isaiah is really talking about there is that 
I am doing. The only way mm. you have a future, the only mm. way you have a hope is mm. if I intervene and I come to you. That's great. Tuesday after Easter, you're doing a good job. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Absolutely. Well, you know. So had you had you planned on putting that in your in the sermon, or did was that? No, I I, I in a sermon, I just remembered I'd preached on that sure. and you've done it before. You know, yeah, use that, and so um, great, and it felt like you know I can bring it up for the podcast and yeah. just you know because again these are things that we're very familiar with, of course, and so yeah. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Um, under that first question, you really came out and you were you were speaking to us. Hey, it's it's bad. It's worse than you think. <laughs> um, and you laid it on thick, and, uh, and it was a, a very compelling in in every area of life. And I, and that's part of why I wanted. To, you know, and I went through each area because if you look in Genesis three, yeah. and then also in in chapter eleven. Of Genesis, you you do see personal, mm. relational, mm. vocational, which is the thorn and thistles, yeah. and then you look at cultural. That's the Genesis eleven. Mm-hmm. So so now there's this confusion of language, and so culturally mm-hmm. we're at odds, and and that just gets worse as as the narrative of the scriptures progress, mm-hmm. right? And then creational, that's also part of Genesis 3, mm-hmm. that, there, that there, would, um, there wouldn't be this harmony, this order anymore in creation, that at times it would very, it, it would very much act as an antagonist against us. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, I, I, and because that's what I want to see in what Jesus accomplished through his resurrection is actually reversing everything. Mm-hmm. So personally, he's making you whole. Relationally, he's making you whole. Mm-hmm. Vocationally, he's making you whole. Ultimately, culturally, which is where we see at the very end, every tribe, every nation, every tongue, every people group, he's redeeming a people from all of those peoples. And so there's going to be this unity and diversity. And then creation, the, the line, you know, or the, the wolf will lay down with the lamb. So I wanted to show how is the resurrection that's reversing all of the consequences mm. of our sin. Mm. So that's a, so that's why I did. I kind of try to lay it on thick yeah. to go through everything that the scriptures would go through yeah. as opposed to just individual. Yeah, I think that's great. And in that principle that you were talking about for the second question, uh, we cannot cure what we have ca- caused. Then then a question I thought of is then then why do we try? Um, and this may this may be a theological question, but when we when I think back to a couple weeks ago, we talked about medicine um, and this idea of the the creation mandate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, isn't it isn't it good that we create things that heal mankind and bring about reconciliation? So, how do we um, how how do we hold in tension both of those ideas of yeah. we cannot cure what we have caused, but we are still called to yeah. bring about um, yeah. reconciliation. No, let's go. Well, and this is where. So, if you remember the Peter Cornelius message, right? We had worldview, mm-hmm. you had mission, center, mm-hmm. ethics, and then you had practices, mm-hmm. the practices of faith. This is where worldview plays an an, an enormous role. Mm. So just take those okay, so if your worldview is that mankind can make it better, then the center of that worldview is that mankind's going to work to make it a better place. Mm. And mankind is going to try everything. That was the enlightenment. That you know, the enlightenment progressed to the point where people like, we don't need God, we can do it ourselves. Yeah. If that's your worldview, then that's how you're going to look at the 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 solution to the problems. Mm. But if your worldview is creation, fall, redemption, restoration, if your worldview is that mankind has been fashioned into the image and likeness of God, then you're going to look at your vocation mm. in a manner that brings about the glory of God as you try to image him mm. in the world through what you do, which is then medicine. Okay, so yeah. so now I'm going to, just as, as God told us, I'm going to take the raw materials, I'm going to subdue the raw materials and to make something of the world in a manner by which you get the glory and it helps others. So medicine is not now seen as this idol Mm. that is going to solve all of mankind's true flawed inner, you know, kind of inner flaws. Yeah. 
But what it is going to try to do is to image God by glorifying him through what we create for others' good. So that's how a worldview really dictates how we would look at medicine. So again, if you have this secular naturalist worldview where we're going to make the world into what it needs to be, we're going to solve all of the world's problems, and you're going to go to work, and and so medicine for you is going to be, in some sense, it will be this idol that you're using in order to bring about the newness. But at the end of the day, I promise you, 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 I know that I'm, I'm reading a book right now. It's not a Christian book, but there are people out there. There, there are there are doctors, scientists. Their their goal is to have human beings live to 120, 150 years old. Okay, let's just say you hit that. Guess what? They're going to still die at 150. Something's still wrong. They'll die of something. I mean, so mm. so so while you have prolonged, so you, again, you've masked the symptoms a little bit longer. Congratulations, but yeah. but we we were not meant to die physically. We we're not meant to die. We were meant to live forever. Yeah. So then you have to go back to the drawing board. Okay, what's my worldview that even helps me deal with that? I mean, so so that's where worldview is so important. Because it tells you how you ought to look at things, mm-hmm. how you ought to look at medicine. And mm-hmm. so so that's a great question, but that's how you hold an intention. It's really with how you think, what your worldview would would teach you of what you believe about those things. Does that make I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you're telling me that that what you taught on was it last week or two weeks ago actually have implications to uh, the Cornelius story. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, well, ab- well, that actually has implications to what you're teaching on. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, if you take the Peter and Cornelius story of of faith, mm-hmm. and then you look at the message before it, miracles, yeah. and where I talked about medicine, and yeah. you take now here that something's yeah. wrong, but what we've tried to do as human beings since since Adam and Eve sin, we're trying to fix things on our own. And so, therefore, enter into you know, enter in medicine, uh, enter in psychology, enter in all like again those. And I'm please hear like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those. Mm. I, I I do believe that that they do improve, you know, our life. But but this is where do do we need an improvement of what is, or do we need a remaking of what is? Mm. You, you know, like, so mm. do we need a full-on-out restoration and renewal of what is? And so I would argue, you know, based upon what I believe about the scriptures, is that we just don't need to improve our current state. Uh, we need a full-on-out restoration of our state. Yeah, because we can't fix it. No. Yeah. That's great. And, and God promises that he will, which is why, you know, leads to that third question of what is so great about this new you that you need and then going through these greater things that is going to be part of this new thing. Yeah. So the you know greater thing number one was this exodus, and yeah. so like you're not just going to be released or delivered from the hands of just physical oppression. You're actually going to be released from spiritual imprisonment and oppression, which is sin. And so, so that's a greater exodus because that's ultimately what Israel needed to be delivered from. Which, if you if you look at John chapter three, where Nicodemus, this religious leader, he comes to Jesus in the darkness of night, and he's trying to understand. And Jesus says, "Unless you're born again," and he doesn't get it. But but Jesus is saying, "Listen, Nicodemus, if you want if you want this life, you must be born again." Like you, and and so so Jesus is teaching. Ultimately, that you have to be delivered from the penalty mm-hmm. and the grip of sin. And so that's the greater exodus. And then you look at the greater creation, mm-hmm. and that's the reversal, right? So there's no, you know, in, in the new creation. And right now, we're not in the new creation. We are awaiting new new creation, like full-on-out restoration of creation, right? So we're waiting for the time when the wolf will lay down with the lamb. We're waiting mm-hmm. for the time where the you know the little child can play with dangerous animals and not mm-hmm. like. So think about like so who named who so Matt who named the animals? Adam. Adam. So he who named the animals 
practice the, the whole notion of him naming the animals was that he was to have dominion over them. Mm-hmm. But when he when he and Eve sinned, he lost the dominion over mm-hmm. the animals, which is which mm-hmm. is part of the reason why we we can't full on, full on out control animals. Mm. Like we were never, we were never to be attacked by animals. We we were all they were all to be domesticated in some way because we were supposed to be exercising God's authority over creation. Mm. And so, in the new heavens and new earth and, and the new city Jerusalem, when when restor, when restoration happens of all creation, we man, it it will be it will be incredible. You'll be able to go on a safari and be able to go out and. Pet the stinking lion. I mean, and you don't have to worry about the lion going to eat you. Yeah, I mean, like that's new creation. I mean, how many people would love to be part of that? I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> so a quick side story. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't help. Uh, we went to Gatorland this past week. Mm. with my, my brother was in town with his kids from Ohio. So we went to Gatorland. Yeah. And my three-year-old and five-year-old sat on a gator. Sat on a gator? It's Even they, with they, no strap on the mouth? They tape its mouth. Oh, they tape. Oh, okay. All right. But, you know, well, yeah. three- and five-year-old. And um, so you're saying that that was a little bit of a glimpse of, uh, of what's to come like, w- without the tape. On here, the here's another glimpse. I, I believe, again, you, you know, somebody said, well, show me in Scripture. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I believe... Doctor Doolittle, the whole, the whole, like you were able to communicate to animals. The Eddie Murphy movie. The Eddie Murphy movie, and then even the, the there's another one, uh, uh, most recent with Robert Downey Jr. Okay. called Doolittle. Those were Oscar winners, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. well, here's the thing: <laughs> think, think about Noah. I mean, no, none of those animals attacked him, but you had two by two or seven of those who animals that were going to be sacrifices to on the ark. I mean, so here you have. I mean, you have a picture of, of in some sense, new creation streaming into the ark. Mm. Where uh, think you had, you had all these animals that that would attack one another didn't happen on the boat. I mean, so, I mean, you you get a glimpse of we we, we can't we can't imagine mm. what new creation, what really creation was supposed to be, mm. and so uh, here's another one: Daniel and the lion's den. Mm. That's a picture of new creation. That that mm. isn't just that isn't just you know huh. God shutting the mouths of lions. No, huh. cre- lions were never to attack God's people. Mm. And so he he's there being able to you know you know be with these these lions who when he was released what happened completely devoured the others didn't go well yeah I mean so I mean like wow. uh, so that that's the picture that we get mm. and that's something that if you really like that we can't do that now we, again we 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 have domesticated some animals yeah. <laughs> but it reminds me of when we were in Egypt and I was on that camel. Yeah, I was I was frightened. I mean, I know that the animal was somewhat domesticated. We could, but tell. But, I, but I saw one of them that was supposed to be domesticated running away. <laughs> it was a fleeing camel. I mean, <laughs> and, I you mean, know, we could see it on your face. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to get a picture. I, 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 I you did because I was I was going through some of the pictures recently, and yes, I, I was I was a little worried because you're up there. I mean, it's, it's high. Not that if I if fell, I would die, but I mean. I mean, I might might break my arm, or who knows? But but anyways, all of that to say, I mean, this idea of new creation, where we don't ever have to go through a, a tumultuous storm again, we'll never have to worry about hurricanes, you know, uh, hurricanes coming or tornado sirens going off or tsunamis. We will, hmm. we'll never have to worry about an animal attacking. That we'll have we'll have the most exotic, in some sense, pets in this, you know, in the hmm. sense of because there's new creation. Yeah. So. And then that that that's part of that greater people too of just like we cannot fathom that's that. Wonderful. Like I mean, yeah. th- I mean, just think about how 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 many conflicts around the world there are. I mean, like e- e- even in in Islamic nations, uh, there's Sunni and Shia. They don't get along. But but here's what we would know if the if Sunni or Shia ever came to Christ. The whole notion of the greater people is that in Jesus they will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know, uh, Republicans and Democrats, we don't get along, but in Jesus we will. Yeah. I mean, so that, that it's a greater people because of the greater thing mm. that God did 
in Jesus' death and resurrection. So that, that's what's so great about this new this new thing Amen. that God did and this new you that you need. So, Amen. Yeah. Oh, I love the picture of David. I had never thought about that as a picture of a new creation. Um, okay, so the, the fourth question was, um, how do you experience this new you that you need? That was the light, seriously, that was the light bulb moment in my study time. Okay. It was a light bulb moment because I'm like, all right, so I, I know that the new thing is new covenant. I, mm-hmm. Like, I, I knew that, but then when you start looking at these descriptions, see, it springs up. And do you not perceive it? Do you not realize it? Do you not experience it? Mm. Like that was the light bulb moment where then now I'm like, okay, let, let, let's 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 see if we, you know, okay, could you not see Jesus, right? And and you know, did, and then the idea of the resurrection is the new is, is kind of new creation springing forth, the first fruits of resurrections, like so it so because the idea of springing forth is a plant coming up like from the ground. Hmm. And then the pers- you know, do you not perceive it? That that's something where you, you know you you experience it. Not again that you just don't experience it through your like you actually physically like. Do you not realize it? Ha- have you not realized it? Hmm. Have you not experienced it? Hmm. So I'm like, oh my lanta. And so uh, so that that actually uh, um, again I had preached on this. I didn't catch it last time. Hmm. But here, and that's what I love about the the word is that it, different seasons, a different context. But you, but again, you're still preaching the the same text, and you're still being you, you're still being true to the text. But as you, but but as you continue to study, I, I, that's where I feel like God reveals even more to you. Yeah. And so that was that was the big light bulb moment for me this past week. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And you had laid out seven I am statements to determine whether uh, we've experienced God's new thing, and then you gave gave a uh, an opportunity to respond. So you can can you talk about that that response or that just how that came about? Well, so. I the reason why the I am statements came to my mind was because of the of the phrase I am doing. Mm. And so I wanted to so so and it's so I am, you know, God God reveals himself as I am who I am. Yeah. And he reveals that in Exodus chapter 3. Now this the you know this idea of right here just I am like that's not the the same word yeah um, because he just it basically it, it's the verb doing and so it's this singular verb doing so that's why I am doing mm. so 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 I want to make clear that it's not it's not the same word but there is this same sentiment that he, I am doing yeah. like so yeah. like you're not we aren't but. But God is so, yeah. and then when you look at Jesus's "I am" statements, you, you know, and you really kind of put them all together is what Jesus is declaring mm-hmm. is that I, I, I am like so. Who God revealed Himself as I am, like I'm revealing myself as as God, yeah. like I am, yeah. And then connecting f- chapter forty three verse nineteen of the new thing to Jesus declaring. <laughs> I am doing, and so think about like like I I am doing this. I am the bread of life. I am providing you everything that you need, and then I am the light of the world. I have entered into darkness. The you know we see in John chapter one, and 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 we are children of darkness, but He is now the light that has come. So I am doing this. I I am light. In the midst of darkness, and then the door. I am the door. Like so, that's why I wanted to go through all of these "I am" statements because mm-hmm. these are things that Jesus, who was God, who we believe was God. Now I understand that there are a lot of people out in the world, like uh, you know, Jesus. You know, uh, maybe he was a god, or or maybe he was a prophet. No, no. Okay, here's what Christians believe: Jesus claimed to be God. Uh, we believe that he is God. And so, and you take these I am statements, this is what he did. Yeah. This is who he was. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's kind of, and then I wanted to take all those I am statements because in what he was declaring is something that we can experience. Mm. 
we can experience complete and other satisfaction. Mm. Even, I mean, that's part of why I love people to go overseas. People who don't even have a fraction of what we have have full on out complete satisfaction and joy. Like, I mean, so in Jesus. Yeah. And then you can experience light even in darkness. Uh, you can experience the door where you walk you you, you walk in because you hear the voice of Jesus mm-hmm. and you're like physically no, I mean, um, maybe in some cases you, you might but no but the, the the idea of you're hearing Jesus's voice through his word calling you to himself mm-hmm. uh, through the preaching of the gospel you know he is the good shepherd like just have you experienced his goodness? Like, and some people might say, well, like, okay, what's good? Well, if you have anything in your life that you remotely would claim as good, that is the good shepherd at work. Mm. You know, so the very breath that we just breathed, he's the good shepherd. He provided it for us. That meal that we just ate, he's the good shepherd. He provided it for us. Mm. Now, and, you know, what some people would say, well, uh, not everybody sees that, you know, as as God's goodness. Well, there is this thing called common grace, and I promise you, if God removed His hand from the world, you wouldn't. No one would experience good. Mm. And so sure. we just understand that that is the good shepherd at work. Yeah, yeah. And then you know the you know can do you experience life, um, which the the idea of the resurrection and the life that mm. you know you have hope, like and and I know this that that as believers. And we we live in a in a world that is in desperate need of hope, and we actually have the hope. So therefore, we don't we don't have to worry what's coming next. Uh, we don't have to wait until the other uh, other shoe falls. Like no, I mean yeah. we we worship the resurrection and the life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the big one that I really like that, that I think really brings it all together is I am the true vine. Mm-hmm. Is that you know you abide in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit, and and that's part of the 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 idea that. If you really want to know if you've experienced Jesus, not that you know in some sense you see that he's that he's God, not that you just believe in some sense, okay, I celebrate Easter resur- like but have you perceived it? You can actually look at your life and see if there are any inkling hmm. of of fruit coming from your life. Hmm. Fruit of resurrection, fruit of new creation, fruit of the new thing, the fruit of the new you. Because I promise you, if you are part of him, Mm. if you are connected to him, if you truly do believe Mm -hmm. and you have faith, not just that you saw it or that you understand it to be the resurrection, but you've experienced it. Like you've you've realized it, you've made it your own, which is the idea of faith that I believe in, I have confidence in, I am completely committed to this belief. Then I promise you, you will start seeing the fruit of new creation, and uh, which is part of what the idea of the next three weeks will be is that we'll we'll look at uh, we'll look at three different things. We'll, we'll look at basically what he does like every day for us, and we'll then look at the new clothes that he provides for us every day, and then we will look at the new power we're to harness every day. Mm. And so because if you really want to tap into this new thing, this new covenant that God made available through Jesus' death and resurrection, you're going to approach each day differently. You're going to have a new set of clothes each day for you to get dressed in, Mm. and then you will have actually a new power available for you to access in this new thing. So that's great. Looking forward to it. And and as we wrap up, the um, uh, we'll just end with with talking about the response. So yeah, yeah. You gave us a an opportunity to respond, either to receive, to recommit, or to rest. And um, just great to see. Um, people respond. You know, we talk about it all the time. It's not about the numbers, but um, we do want to. We want to study the numbers and see what we can learn from them. So, um, just around thirteen hundred responded. Yeah. Uh, just over five hundred said rest. Uh, a little more than that, uh, about five seventy four said recommit, and then just over two hundred, two sixteen said receive. Mm. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, and I some people would go, well, let's just see. Well, listen, that's why we call it profession. <laughs> you know, people made a profession, and then also just to give people an opportunity. Uh, just through technology. I mean, because also, you all, I'm always thinking of what, what's the best way to. And sure. and I know that, you know, we could have asked people to come down. We could have asked people to stay. But I felt like this way we could involve everyone. Mm, sure. And so even those who rest, right? Sure. Yeah. And I would just encourage those of you who are listening, will you pray for the 216? Would you pray for the 575 that recommitted? Because, and I, and my, my whole, and I even, I've been asking for feedback too, because I want to make sure that I'm very clear on gospel presentations. Like, you, you know, here's what you're doing you, you, to receive. And so uh, I'm always open for, for feedback there of, you, you know, was it clear? Mm. And so, because I, I won't, I mean, at the end of the day, we truly believe that the good news of King Jesus, the gospel, his death, burial, resurrection is the good news that he is in the process through his death and resurrection of making all things new. And so the only way to access that new is through faith. And that's the repentance. That's the turning from yourself Mm. and and the faith, the belief, the confidence that you have in Jesus as Savior of Mm. your sins and King over your life. And so, um, so just want to definitely want to pray for those. And we got baptism, baptism coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're we're praying that yeah. as we as we follow up. And, and uh, again, we want to respect people's information that they give us too. And and we know that many people who who did even respond, they're they're already in our database, so they probably expect. Uh, but even those who aren't in our database, we want to be very um, you just respectful of the, of the information. So we are going to be just sending them. Uh, uh, just a, uh, a short little text if if they would love for us to follow up with them, you know, about about the decision that they made. And so we're just praying that people are very receptive and that they continue to move down this, this I would say, this process. So, yes, they, they responded, yeah. you, you know, and now what we want them to do, do, particularly those who have received, we would love for them to respond in believer's baptism. Yeah. And so uh, just walking through that with them. So we're excited about what what the Lord, it, you know, obviously did, but also, you know, this next step in, yeah. in their faith journey. I love it. And that's a great thing for us to be praying, praying for. Um, and we look forward to these next three weeks um, of the new series, All Things New. This is where we'll end there today. So, well, Northland, we are grateful for you each and every week. Come back next week as we continue to learn and grow together. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Extra Takes. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you won't miss a single episode.